0: Welcome to A Sense of Place, a podcast of the Housatonic Heritage Oral History Center at Berkshire Community College. While more than 40 million U.S. workers lost their jobs during the first 10 weeks of the coronavirus pandemic, essential workers continued to provide critical services in hospitals, grocery stores, post offices, and other establishments. They often did their work at personal risk to their own health and safety, In April 2020, we did a series of interviews with essential workers to learn about their experiences as COVID-19 infections and deaths continue to mount. Paul Toszynski, a farmer, market owner, and chef, was interviewed by Leora Khan.
1: Uh, My name is Paul Tozinski. I live in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. I am the chef on my family's farm, uh, Taft Farms, here in Great Barrington. I was born here on this farm and I grew up here on this farm. I consider myself very fortunate. I went to Monument High School and I'm still friends with a lot of the uh, kids I graduated with. I actually never went to college. Um, I turned professional as a bass fisherman directly out of high school, which led me into my next career, which was professional fishing and working for a fishing lure company, which is what brought me to Wisconsin. And when I came back from Wisconsin, I opened up the guide service, uh, Charter the Berkshires, that I ran for 13 years before I sold it. You know, when you grow up on a farm, it's hard. It's hard work, it's long hours. It's certainly not what you would consider an ideal childhood when you're a child. And the moment I left, I missed it, especially where I was in Wisconsin. And I'm driving past farm after farm after farm every day on my way to work. I was in the middle of dairy country. And so many of the farms that I passed were for sale. They weren't even open. And it really hit home what I left. My brother just recently left the farm uh, to pursue another career closer to New York. So right now it's It's me as far as the family is concerned. And my father and mother are still here every day doing whatever they can. And I mean, this year, more than ever, my father's had to really step up and do more on the tractor because um, we're having a hard time hiring crew. So I mean, even a 75 years old, he's here every day running the tractor. My kids are here and they're learning the business. My nine-year-old daughter knows how to run the cash register already. But then aside from my blood family, I have family members like Penny Curry, who's been with us for 30 years now. Sue Hayden, who's been with me for about 25 years. Uh, Sarah Lays, who's been here about 20 years. Um, Emily Cabrera, who's been here about 20 years. And I mean, I honestly consider them family at this point. You have the farming aspect of it, which is extremely rewarding, despite how difficult, actually physically difficult it is. You get to actually see through, you know, reap what you sow is the term, but you literally get to plant a seed, nurture it, watch it grow, and actually create a harvest. With farming, you really get to see the entire process. I'm also the chef here at the farm, and I get to cook, and it gives me such incredible freedom to cook any recipe I want. And with the farm, I can grab things seasonally. I'm not tied to a menu if the asparagus comes in really beautiful, I can make all kinds of things with asparagus. Um, you know, if I get a really great deal on beef, I can make awesome things with beef and just rotate however I see fit and be creative with it. And it's really allowed me to explore an artistic freedom with the food that I would never really got to find with anything else. The big challenge is the seasonality of it, um, especially being in the Berkshires. Now, my typical day is coming in around 7.30 in the morning, working until 6 or 6.30 at night, going home and cooking dinner for my kids, um, getting to spend a little bit of time with them, uh, watching television or playing board games, getting them to bed by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, then coming back here and cooking until sometimes 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and then getting home before they wake up and getting a couple hours of sleep and uh, getting them up at 7, 7.30, and then coming back into work. And that's been pretty consistently seven days a week for the last five weeks. How has the pandemic affected the way you think about your work? Well, it's funny because it's kind of put everything into perspective. I mean, it's actually kind of good to feel relevant. It's been eye-opening to see just the community response to come in. And I don't know whether it's so much avoiding the grocery stores, Um, as much as it's been just people wanting to support us. And it has been really heartwarming. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. It's been incredibly heartfelt, the response that we've gotten. Business is definitely booming. I mean, we're still not making that many sandwiches, but that's simply because people aren't eating out right now. We're not getting the tradesmen or the landscapers or just the people working coming in for sandwiches right now. Um, What we're getting are people that are shopping for food coming in for produce, coming in for baked goods, coming in for just dairy and other daily needs. And it's been nice because people are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're coming in and shopping for a week or they're shopping for four or five days. They're not coming in every day. They're coming in as needed. Instead of coming in and buying a sandwich and a drink and a bag of chips, people are coming in and buying an entire shopping cart full of stuff.
0: Are you worried about the safety of your workers?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I have a gentleman who works my cashier, my cash register, who's 72 years old. And I literally paid him for three weeks to stay home. I don't want you here right now. It's too risky for you to be here dealing with the general public. I'll pay you your full salary. Just stay home and be healthy. I've invested money wherever I can into different types of sanitizer and cleaning products, masks, gloves, to make sure that all of my cashiers have access to it. And I've enforced that when you're on the floor, whether you want to or not, you have to wear a mask, you have to wear gloves, it's not a choice anymore. This is the term of your employment, you have to at least be safe, in order to make my customers feel safe, first of all, but to ensure that you're going to be able to show up and work on a daily basis. So I think that even more so now, everybody's taking it seriously. There was a Kind of an air of disapproval for a little while because it was such an incredible change to everybody it was a disruption to our daily life but i think now my customers as well as my employees are really taking it more seriously i have to say i have an incredible crew of employees i mean every single one of them right now is doing a fantastic job right now my biggest concern is just the stress level and the anxiety level that they're going through right now the way the world is just waking up is stressful. Going about your day is stressful. We're, we're so disruptive to our daily life. Everything is stressful. Overwhelmingly, the community reaction has been thank you so much for being here. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for taking my order. You know, just overwhelming thank yous from everybody. And that has really helped to keep the employees on any given day, keep them at least. I don't want to say complacent, but keep them from getting too worked up, um, to keep them from really feeling the stress during the day. So, yeah, I think that they feel essential as well.
0: How do you think your
1: life will be different when we get past the pandemic? Yeah, I I actually had this conversation earlier with someone when they said, well, when do you expect it to get back to normal? And I just said, what is normal anymore? Um, Do you ever think this is going away? Um, I think that our innocence in society is quite frankly disrupted forever at this point. Um, Not to to be doom and gloom, but I just don't think it's ever going to go back to the way that it was. As the world turns, so to speak, yeah, I do hope that we remain relevant. I do want to remain a source of fun, excitement, and relevance in the community. You know, we work with all the schools, we work with the Guthrie Center, we work with Multicultural Bridge, we work with the Grace Church. All these different programs trying to engage the community and it takes a global pandemic for people to realize we're here. Obviously, the number one thing that I have to say is just thank you to everybody for the outpouring of support. And the only thing that I would add just personally is that it means so much to me to preserve Taft Farms for my family. Um, As the last Tuszynski child to be a part of the farm and now be raising my children here, it means so much to me day to day to day to have them responding to watching me work and giving me big hugs. And my oldest daughter says, thank you for keeping Taft Farms open. I literally, I have cards in my house and my refrigerator that says, thank you for Taft Farms from my daughters. And she has a level of understanding and empathy that I didn't have at her age. And that's what drives me. It's not about the hours. It's not about the money. It's about providing that childhood for my daughters that I had when I was a child, but I couldn't appreciate it until I was an adult. And, um, I'm just going to continue to do what I do.
0: That was farmer, market owner, and chef Paul Tozinski speaking with Leora Kahn. Our thanks to the University of Massachusetts Library Special Collections, which will archive this project and make it available online, and to Dan Bedega for the music. You can hear more interviews at www.theoralhistorycenter.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Mills.